Hey, Fro, you want to hear my New Year's resolution? Sure. 4K Ultra HD. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we will talk news of the week. We will talk about our worst and favorite movies of 2016. We will talk about the movie Passengers. And we will finally shut up about Shut Eye. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the last show of 2016. Let's say hi to all the co-hosts that is alive today. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Um, happy belated birthday. No, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, birthday for somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesus. Did you know he was uh, probably yeah. born in September? Yeah, I think we True talked story. about that when we did that. In, yeah, yep. uh, like a year ago. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas was all uh, it was all good. Got a few presents, ate some food. Um, overall, uh, see- it, it was a good time. Let me see how psychic I am. Uh, I think you got some socks. Yep, I did get socks. That's true. Wow. I I'm I, I must be psychic. Uh, did you yep. get uh, did you get uh, new headphones? I did. I told Fro <gasps> on the show. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Hey, go with it. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to win the audience. I'm a psychic. And you destroy it like I told so before the show. I destroyed the illusion. <laughs> I did. I'm I'm like that guy on Fox with the mask that destroys the magic tricks, you know, the, the <laughs> whatever mask the mask magician. That's me. Oh Do How you know what I did? Bro? Do you know what I did this week that I never what? done before? What? I read the fucking news. Oh, okay. Well, let's get into the wow. news. What's our, what's our first both... news uh, story this week? <laughs> Aren't you surprised? Uh, hey, did you know the Norwegian government aims to plan to pass a law in the spring of next year allowing testing of self-driving vehicles in Norway? Uh, 
Guess who's staying inside them? Me. <laughs> well, it's just testing. I mean, we've seen the testing from Google, and it's they, at least from the research we've done in the past on the show, seems like they always have somebody in the car with the self-driving car, right? He, yeah. And here, here, here's the problem with it. The thing is that it's heavy vehicles, and I'm I'm more like I'm I'm okay by with self-driving cars with maybe just like three four passengers. But when when we're talking about heavy like vehicles, I'm thinking of things that get getting us gas and oil and <laughs> things like that. Right. Things yeah, that freight, can freight explode. Liners. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, the whole thing, yeah. Uh, I think the idea is to automate shipping. I don't think yeah. I, I don't think there's any concept of like uh, the dangers involved, really, because it's just in the testing phase. But uh, I think the idea here is the to get rid of uh, humans involved in the that whole at, at least in the large market of. Um, I guess we call them freight liners. Some people call them lorries. So, right. but yeah, here in America, I found this week, uh, on Tuesday, the white house published a report that said nearly 3 million drivers working today could have their jobs automated by autonomous vehicles, uh, mm. and that they will see 80 to a hundred percent of drivers jobs automated. So, uh, that's, that's from, that's from the white house. So, uh, yeah. we don't even have. Well, we do have driverless cars at this point, but um, I, I find it interesting. I know I also saw something, a report from, I believe it's Uber, that they want to try. They, they're, they've they set a goal for trying to have all their cars as driverless uh, by a certain point as well. So this is a huge um, market. I guess if anybody's looking for a new job, get into this because it seems like it's all over the place. Uh, but also, yeah, this every, is going to take a lot of jobs away from people. Yeah. So, like, uh, like every driver out there, go and be cool in IT. Get yourself an IT job instead of driving. It seems <laughs> right because these jobs are going to go away quick. It seems like they're going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not like quick as in in the next two years, but in the next five to ten years, yeah. the yeah. they're all going to be gone. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, pro probably in ten years. I, yeah, I was thinking probably in ten years we will stand there laughing. <laughs> ten years ago, I said uh, there were no way we have driverless cars. Now we have driverless cars everywhere. <laughs> How fucking stupid was I ten years ago? <laughs> right. That is what's going to happen. I just found a. An interesting graph I didn't see before. It's expected U.S. job loss to automation for professional drivers. Uh, and it shows the different areas where that would be. Heavy okay. tractor-trailer tra uh, tractor truck drivers, which what we were talking about. Also yeah. light truck delivery service drivers, so smaller ones. Mm -hmm. Bus drivers, schools, and special... Uh. <laughs> that one's a little scary. Uh, I don't want so to yeah, be on that bus. <laughs> I guess this also includes taxi drivers and chauffeurs. Uh, yeah. And, of course, other buses like transit and inner city buses, so th things like that. But, I mean, when you think about it, basically, if you are ever in a tube system or, like, a subway, that's all automated. And most ships uh, and a lot of trains in, are automated at this point, too. So 
moving to have the cars automated is not a huge leap when you're just thinking about it in terms of money. So, but to the biggest and uh, real news in America, you have an eagle that have catched a cat. Well, that's, that's old news. news in America. <laughs> right. that's, that was like, in April. I, 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 I watched that stream of uh, of an eagle. Uh, it's an eagle, and it's laying on its eggs. Welcome to Norwegian television. <laughs> right. Well, this is we, only we, online here. Uh, we don't have this. This yeah. isn't like a, on a specific channel here. But yes, we have it on online. Like no is joke. That live, bro. Uh, it's uh, by Fox News, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, no jokes. In Norway, we had um, uh, in Norway we have something called ribbe, and what that is, it, it's uh, um, a lender, uh, like it's a thick neck of the pig, almost. Now, not not neck of the pig, but the side of the pig uh, that we have for Christmas. And uh, uh, it was showing how it was cooking hour for hour, minute for minute on TV. Right. Okay. No joke. Yep. Yep. Well, I no. mean, we, uh, we just had Christmas here, and certain places have the Yule log, which is just a burning log in a fire. So, yeah. But that's only on Christmas, so not huge here. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure it, in the future that slow tv trend will kind of merge like move over to this side of the side of the ocean we'll see what happens though what isn't so slow is mormonism um mormonism is one of my favorite uh, things to talk about one because i've been a member and two because you know a lot of mormons don't you i grew up with tons of mormons uh, i think i've said it in the past like there's a certain point in my high school where, I don't know, like half my classes just started emptying out because everybody went on mission. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go knocking. Knock, knock, knocking on Rose store. Right, or they go yep. somewhere else doing it. Uh, the rich ones that go to other countries and things like that. So. Oh, there's a but difference. But yeah, this... Uh, not? Really? I didn't know that. Uh, but, uh, well, sir, was... uh, I mean... It's just like uh, uh, any Christian uh, missionary group. Uh, the yeah. more money you raise for certain things, then you get you go to oh, yeah. uh, other countries. Yeah, it's not any yeah, different. Yeah. It's all all that yeah. mission stuff is exactly the same. But uh, yeah, Mormonism. I guess this guy named Ryan McKnight uh, from Las Vegas. Uh, he says he grew up in a Mormon family and was committed to the church, and then he began studying church history. And began re-evaluating re what he believed in. Uh, and he created a website that people are calling Mormon WikiLeaks. So, well, uh, that's, yeah. that's because it's MormonWikiLeaks.com. <laughs> it could be that it's called Mormon WikiLeaks because the website is MormonWikiLeaks.com. That is the official That's why, what I said it was called. Yep. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were making fun of them. Calling it Mormon WikiLeaks because it it could be. No, I just said uh, that's what they're calling it because they just created oh, okay. it, so that's what they're calling. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, when we talk about the same thing, but uh, yeah, uh, 
I think this is super interesting because uh, I could tell you stories about Mormonism that people would probably not believe. For example, I will give you two small examples. God is made of flesh and bone, and he has a wife. Yes, God has a wife in heaven of flesh and bone. Uh, and the other example I have is the Holy Spirit is also of, of flesh and bone. And you know that little thing in the Bible where Jesus was made of, of the Holy Ghost? Well, the Holy Ghost uh, had sex with uh, the Virgin Mary to uh, have right. I don't Jesus. think that's what this website is about. You're just saying, you said stories, which is what this website is about, but you're more just saying things that are in the religion. But this is more talking about uh, things that happened in the in the church to people, probably by people who were higher up uh, leaders, talking about things like LGBT but, issues and things like that. But here's so, the thing. Look, look, the normal Mormon, and I'm not kidding, uh, I will bet a lot of money that the normal Mormon doesn't really know what the church believe. Like, no kidding. I think right, a normal Mormon that, thinks, in, yeah. I'm sure some of them do, but uh, I think a lot of them just go along uh, to get along because uh, once you're in the church, uh, it's kind of like everybody around you uh, is your support system also. And if you were to be thrown out, it would be basically basically you would have to start from scratch with your whole entire life, possibly even your family. But this, like I said, going back to this article, uh, that's the whole thing of this Mormon WikiLinks is to get out uh, information that wouldn't get out otherwise because these people are so stuck. Uh, they they basically would be destitute if they if people found out oh, yes. the stuff that maybe they were putting out on this website. So um, that's the reason for it is to give people a place to put this stuff out and not be persecuted uh, or hopefully, hopefully they're, they're not found out. So, yeah. Talk, talking about people that have felt a little uh, pro prosecuted, uh, Black Lives Matters uh, is the thing that have uh, been a uh, huge thing in America. Uh, now the largest U U.S. police union asked Amazon to pull their offensive Black Matters shirt. What is so offensive about this shirt? Well, uh, I haven't seen the shirt because I. Uh, it says the shirt was still available via Am Amazon on Friday. Uh, oh, right. I found a picture of it, bro. Didn't even oh, take me that long. Good. Uh, I will send it over to you right now. But it's just a black shirt uh, uh, with lettering on it that just says in big letters, bulletproof. And underneath oh. in small letters, it says Black Lives Matter. So it's a, oh. maybe a little not super tasteful. Um, <laughs> to say my <laughs> But yeah. I would probably say there are probably other things that are being sold on Amazon that are just as offensive. You know what I mean? Um, hey, that I, t shirt. I would isn't... have to find it. Yeah, that t-shirt isn't ahead. ugly either. I I love the the red writing on on the chest part there, bulletproof. Right. But I mean, sure, I, I mean, mean it I, sends... I'm sure you could find it in other colors. But uh, yeah, yeah. I it guess sends this is kind of a mixed message. That's the problem. 
Uh, I don't really think so because the whole thing, uh, hands up, don't shoot, which came from Black Lives Matter. I think that's what they're going for is like, you know, the hands up, don't shoot, I'm, I'm bulletproof uh, kind of thing. But I think people could construe it as being offensive. And so maybe that's what they're going for. I just find it strange that my tax dollars are going to uh, the Fraternal Order of Police to tell Amazon what T-shirts to sell and not sell. But whatever. Uh, hey, I guess I, I, well, well, Walmart I, has already yeah. been told by these people and Walmart decided not to carry any uh, su- certain Black Lives Matter things. So, OK, because I, I, I have I have uh, in front of me because you gave me the link. I have some uh, I have some customer reviews and it's oh, 55 percent right. have given the, given this five stars and all. Other forty-three percent have given it one star. That is so fucking amazing. Like uh, it says there, for example, one star. Bad quality shirt. Dreadful uh, shirt quality. The size of uh, the size of more than the message. And then there's like a five star. Like great T-shirt. Thank you for selling this shirt. Never stop. No matter. Uh, what hateful people say. So it's really split. Like either you gave this right, fifty-five to forty-three, or... and it's got yeah. 60, 62 wow. reviews. But like you said, uh, and it's got no four star, no two star, and like <laughs> two two percent three star 2%. right in the middle. So it's two percent. Uh, it's really, really, really split. Yeah, and the comments are wow. interesting. If anybody wants to see this, it's called uh, bulletproof. Black Lives Matter t-shirt yep. on Amazon. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> a, a very split. Uh, oh. It kind of just shows you how split America is right now as far as uh, this this topic and other topics go. Um, uh, it's really true. It's, I, but it, it, I, is, I, it is kind of silly. Uh, uh, you know, if, if Amazon takes it off, somebody else is going to sell it and it could just get yeah. more... More money for that person, so whatever. I'm not worried about it. But I want a T-shirt where it says "Bug Lives Matters." That is a T-shirt I want because right. there's there's millions and millions of bugs there in America that now has gotten their new president, and and they done what every like celebrity said they would do. They are migrating to other countries, for example, uh, the UK. I don't think uh, in, I don't think insects are migrating from the US to the UK, but in the UK they're migrating. <laughs> is what the article is about. That would be a they really are. long migration to go all the way across the ocean. I think the insect would probably die before that, but. Yeah, it says 3.5 trillion insects uh, migrate over the UK. In it says um, high flying insects, uh, so ones that are almost 500 feet in the air. So ones you would never this, see flying around; they wouldn't be around you or anything like that. 3.5 trillion a year. Yeah, and that uh, equates to 3,200 tons of biomass. Holy shit! That's like uh, uh, one ton is an elephant, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's like 32,000 elements of insects. Uh, is that right? <laughs> hey, yeah, three, so. three, three elephants. If one elephant yeah. is a ton, right? Yeah, three point five. No, three, three point two elephants. Yeah, right. That's uh... yeah, that is a lot of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross to bugs. think about. Yeah, yep. it's really gross to think about. Uh, I guess uh, the joke about, like, waiter, waiter, there's a bug in my tea uh, makes more sense than, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Haven't you heard no. jokes like that? Like, no, waiter, waiter, there's there's a, there's a fly in my tea. Oh, I'm in my the way soup. To go right. That's what we soup, say yeah. in Eastern America. Okay. There's a fly in my soup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, we have an email address. That, you gotta finish what? the joke. He's doing a backstroke. That's the end of the joke, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Uh-huh. There's a fly on my stroop. He's doing the backstroke. Right. Yeah. Uh, we have an email address. I, I'm not sure why I'm saying it, but it's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, we don't get emails, so. But we have a Facebook group that's pretty active. Uh, even when Luke is missing. So, that's super nice. Have you watched anything on TV this week? Uh, yeah, I saw the Jordy Shore finale, uh, which was actually on last week, but I uh, got to see it this week. Uh, it's a show, and I'm still watching it. It doesn't really change. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't ever get any worse because it's already really bad. And uh, I watched, I was really busy because of Christmas and kind of a short week, so uh, busy over the weekend. But I watched some Always Sunny in Philadelphia here and there, and of course the news, uh, which wasn't super eventful, at least in America this week. So, cool. what about I, you? Uh, yeah, I watched your show, People of Earth. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, I've seen two and a half episodes. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue. I, I, it's the humor in it. Oh, it's okay. Just, yeah, it's just my, not my cup of tea. I think. Is it a little too uh, dry? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. maybe yeah, I mean, it, I, I, the first couple, the first, well, the first two episodes, they came out on the yeah. same night, so they were kind okay. of the first two. They, they were on the. So you might want to get a little farther into it and see if you still like it, but um. Yeah, I mean, it's an acquired taste for sure. It's like, an, like I said last week, it's an American done show that's kind of in a British or Canadian humor. and uh, But it has a lot of good uh, comedians in it, uh, actors and actresses. Yeah. So. And uh, Bjorn Gustafsson, that plays uh, Don Dwight. He's one of my favorite Swedish actors. Uh, I was oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know I'd yeah. seen him in something, but yeah. Uh, uh, his character uh, and the, actually the character that the guy that plays the gray he he that storyline actually gets kind of interesting towards the end of the show so yeah I I I I think I am probably going to see see it because you say it gets better and I really respect your point of view on things even though you don't think I do but your uh, <laughs> your <laughs> well humor. I mean. Everybody's got their own <laughs> opinions on things, so you know uh, right. what I like. You're not always going to like it. Doesn't really matter if you don't like but, uh, it. Don't, don't. 
Yeah. Yeah. But what made me almost pee in my bed and sofa this week was Fleabag, uh, one of uh, Tilly's favorite show of the year. And I will give her this. Fleabag would be in my top five if I had watched it before. We did that. Oh. Yeah, I've heard, I saw good things. Uh, oh, I saw it's so funny. It was one of the best shows of the year, so yeah. It's so fucking hilarious. Now that I'm caught up in a bunch of shows and I've got a little bit of time, maybe I'll check it out if, if I remember. So, Hey, we have a main topic this week. We're going to talk about the worst and best movies of 2016. Uh, I have a list here that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess you have a list there too. I'm going to try to guess your number one, because I think uh, your number one is my number two. Uh, I don't know. I saw a lot less movies probably than you this year, or at least like when I was going through my movies, I looked at them and there weren't that many that fell uh, into the good or bad category. It was kind of like these ones that were right in the middle that I felt very indifferent about. So we'll have to see where where it goes. I think you're going to be surprised at my picks, but... um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw something interesting before we get into this. I saw yeah. it last night. I guess Nintendo is opening a theme park soon. Yes, did you see yes. that? Yes, yeah, that I'm is super gonna be, I want to go to that. Like, yeah, I I just want there to be water slides that have boxes that you hit as you go down them. Oh, then, that would be funny. And yeah, and you can get a score, and like people like be the high scorer on different water slides. That would be best idea ever, right? Best idea um, ever. Luke. You can steal that Nintendo if you hear this. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> let's get into our five worst movies. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Um, five worst. My number five, Jason Bourne. Yeah, this movie. Uh, it. It was just too shaky, and it, they tried to recapture the sense and the feeling of the first movie, and it didn't work. So that was my well, number five. I <laughs> have not watched that. Uh, it's on my Probably list. Probably not though. worth it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, here's the thing. I've seen all the other Jason Bourne movies, so I'm probably going to go around watching it. But it's, it's, it's on, on my list of movies I should probably see. Right. Uh, my number five is Warcraft. <laughs> Holy shit, what a bad movie. Oh, I really like the 3D effects. I watched it in 3D. But uh, two weeks ago, I decided oh, I should probably watch it again. And it's unwatchable without being in the movies and psyched for it popcorn-wise. Like, it's right. one of the worst movies of the year. It's so fucking bad. Don't see it if you don't see it cool in 3D. So, right, my number four, uh, Ninja Turtles, the new one. <laughs> my number four, yep. the movie was bad. Uh, I like the cameo of Seamus in there, but that was probably the only good thing about that movie. The ending was just awful. The whole thing was just awful. So, I, uh, I, uh, I uh, agree. It's uh, not in my top five. It probably could be. My number four is Angry Birds. The Angry Birds movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. 
I, I, I have no clue why I watch this. Like, this. I don't know this, either. This this wasn't made for me. I'm not the audience they are trying to hit, to 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 get to see this. But for some strange reason, I I was I was I would not say I was stoked for watching it, but I was definitely not like oh this is going to be super bad. Like I think the Moji movie that coming next year uh, is going to be. But um, yeah, it's one of the worst cartoons I've seen this year, and it's fucking atrocious. So the Angry Birds right. movie. All right, my number three, I went with Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters <laughs> 2016. Uh, I'm Maybe probably one of the people too. that liked it, liked it more than other people, and I still put it on my top five because it was just a badly put together film and uh, did not did not do Ghostbusters any justice. So yeah, number three, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. What about you, Fro? Uh, my number three is Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, no, yep. yeah. Makes sense. That movie is atrocious. All right, I my number two. Independence Day. The new Independence yeah. Day movie. I hated yeah. it. I know Pro <laughs> liked it more than I did, but I put this as yep. my number two. Uh, again, this just did nothing for the franchise, and I know they're trying to cash in on it, but uh, at least try if you're going to do that, and they didn't. So, I think they tried. I I think not. It's not as bad as Luke thinks it is. It's not in my top five best for by all means, <laughs> not by a long shot. But but uh, it's not as bad as Luke says it is. But then again, I like Hannah Montana. So what the fuck do I know? Uh, my number two and my guess for your number one is Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, what can I say about this movie? Uh, Batman vs. Superman, I can protect. Uh, there's elements in Batman vs. Superman I liked, but this fucking atrocious movie, holy balls, it was bad. And my number one, Suicide Squad. What? <laughs> there you go. Uh, so surprised. This movie, it felt like they were making three or four different movies. Yeah. And then they just glued them all together. Uh, the yeah. first 30 minutes of it. There's just it, the first 30 minutes of it is this <sighs> character ex- explanation that should have been done uh, organically through yeah. through storytelling. But they decided not to do any of that at the beginning. The first 30 minutes is this blocky feeling. Oh, this is one person. Uh, introduction here. Introduction here. Oh, we'll go here and show you something else. Very broken movie. Uh, so, yeah. What about you, Fro? What's your number one? My number one movie. <laughs> the worst movie of the year is Nine Lives. Uh, about uh, our friend from. <laughs> uh, now I feel on on on. This is the first time I'm a little on uh, on uh, uh, prepared. Uh, the president from from uh, Kevin Spa- uh, Kevin Spacey uh, plays uh, a man that becomes a cat, and 
that fucking movie. I, I can't explain how much I hated that movie. I talked about it on the show before. You remember that? Right, yes, I do. Yeah. Nine Lives is my number one worst movie all of right. all time. Maybe a I've only got five. one honorable mention. I'm, I Most of the stuff I saw this year was ho-hum to the point where I couldn't put it on my worst worst. Um, but one honorable mention is Risen, which Fro had me watch. Uh, which was <laughs> a movie about uh, the Jesus. Jesus. And it, yeah. was, it was an interesting interpretation that made no sense. Uh, honorable mention for me is Gods of Egypt. Holy fucking God, that was atrocious. Do you have more? No, I just had the one. Okay, me too. <laughs> I'm right, cool. Egypt. All right. Yep. Let's get into the five best. I'll do my number five. Yay. Number five for me, I Hardcore Henry. I thought this was a super surprising yeah. film. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Thought it was going to be cheesy and stupid, but I thought, and I thought it was going to, the style of the first person was going to get really annoying, and somehow they made it work. So I was super surprised by this movie. Uh, so I put it in my number five. Yeah, it could probably go on my list as well. It's a really good, uh, good one. I have it. I just thought it was surprising. I thought it was going to be terrible. I went into it going, "This is going to be awful," and I really, really enjoyed it. So, Uh, my number five is a horror movie. It's uh, The Witch, or The Witch, (laughs) since it's spelled (laughs) with two V's, right? Instead of a W. it's uh, it's really really good. It's it's uh, the sixteen hundreds. A baby uh, suddenly disappears, and we follow the mother. I mean, uh, which is the sixteen hundreds? Yeah, it's really good. All right, uh, my number four. This might be a little surprising. Keanu. Really? One of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, this, I didn't really have any comedies. I guess I've got one other comedy on there, but this was, I can't think of, can you think of a better comedy movie this year than Keanu? Because yes. I can't. Yes. So, yes. Okay. okay. I can. We'll find I out. Have... Maybe I missed, maybe I missed it or didn't see it. Cause again, these are just the ones we saw this oh, year. So you watched it. I think it's on your list, but it's in my honorable mentions. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, oh, I know what you're talking about, and it probably it probably made my honorable mentions. But yeah, I put okay. Keanu here. We're checking out. I thought it was really funny, and I thought it was very yeah. clever. I thought it was really cleverly done uh, for a movie that didn't probably cost a whole lot of money. So, what about you? For number four, bro. The Jungle Book. I I fucking love The Jungle Book. It probably wow. could. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I mean, it probably could get higher, but uh, it's the nostalgia of it. Uh, it's the music I loved, and uh, it's dumb in the set in 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 Hollywood. Like this isn't like filmed in the in the jungle. It looks like that, but everything is more or less animated. Green, green screen. And I, I, yeah, yeah, I fucking loved it. It's such a huge surprise for me that. 
the jungle book is so up on my list. That's All right. right. Uh, I guess we're on to my number three, right? Mm-hmm. My number three, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, I really like this movie. Again, I th- think this movie was done on a small budget and turned out really, really well. And I'm actually looking forward to the sequel. Hopefully we'll get one. So, Yeah, uh, The God Particle. It's called, if you wonder, the next in the uh, Cloverfield oh, saga. Okay, I, I hadn't even done any research, so uh, that's the uh, sequel. It's coming, you know, it's coming out next year. Yeah, probably. The God Particle, cool. if I don't uh, remember incorrectly, and I don't. My number three is Rogue One. I can't believe that Star Wars movie is on my list. For best movies right. this year. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like I, I fucking, fucking loved it. I talked about how much I loved it last episode. So, right. if you want you to hear me lot, rant, we talked a whole lot about Rogue One last week. If anybody wants to check that yeah. out, yep. So we'll move on. Uh, my number two, I went with Jungle Book. Way up the list yeah. for you. But yeah, it, again, really, really good. <laughs> uh, a lot of nostalgia, but also done uh, in a different way, so that yeah, um, both. Both uh, kind of people can enjoy it. The kids can enjoy it, and the adults yeah. can enjoy it. Maybe a little scary for kids, but I think we said that when it first came out. So uh, just make sure your kid's not somebody not going to freak out at uh, every little thing, and this movie should be all right for them. So, yeah, that was my number two. What about your number? Uh, your number two, Fro? It is the autopsy of Jane Doe, <laughs> the horror movie. I fucking loved it. I, I now seen seen it twice. I saw it this week. You haven't? Oh, I guess. Uh, no, I'm super busy this week, so yeah, yeah, I will check it out as soon as I get a chance. Um, it's at it's some point. number two two on my list. I just loved it. How fucking amazing it was! That's my number two. And right, I don't want to talk one. about it because because he's going to watch it. <laughs> And by he, I mean you. <laughs> uh, my number one, the nice guys, which was okay. Uh, so yeah, that was the thing that I was thinking of <laughs> the comedy <laughs> this year that I find this was better than the piano. Oh right, uh, but this is more. I would call this a private investigator mystery crime. Uh, but it's funny. 19- Come on, it's funny. <laughs> it, yeah, it has comedy in it, but Keanu is much more of like a comedy comedy, right? I Why? was thinking of it. I think I was thinking of another comedy when I said when okay. I said, "Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about," and that one is in okay. my runners up. So, but yeah, uh, my number one, the Nice Guys. Uh, it's a 1970s. Uh, or it's based in the 1970s about a private detective who's down on his luck, and they need to find a missing girl and uh it's pretty interesting so uh i I would yeah i would say it's the best movie i've seen this year i'm sure there's better ones but we will find out soon so what about you fro you're number one you want to guess uh the nice guys no it's arrival (laughs) oh yeah Fucking god, this is good. <laughs> I know. I really I want to see it. it. Oh, 
I was I wanted to see it this week uh, before we did this because I knew it, it might get on my list because it seems like the kind of movie I'd like. But I uh, didn't it. have time to watch another movie this week, so. Oh, I just loved it. I I can't wait to see it again, and again, oh. and again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for good Holy things, shit. everyone says good, good things about it, but. Yeah. Uh, all right. Some honorable mentions for my best films. Uh, the Accountant, I thought was really really good, and uh, yep. I had Hail Caesar, which was the comedy ah. that I thought you were talking about, Fro. But uh, yeah, oh. that was really good, really interesting. Uh, but definitely didn't make my top five. So, what about you, Fro? Uh, John Wick is on me, mine. I really love that. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I've seen things about it, but no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, other than that, you have mentioned the good guys. I love that movie. Uh, I have Wiener, uh, the documentary that uh, I am going to make. On Anthony Wiener. Right, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have Tickled uh, in my honorable mentions because I, I fucking love Tickled. Oh, yeah. I'd probably throw that one in there, too, as well. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Movie round. Uh, I guess the only one I saw was Amanda Knox this week, but we'll talk about that next week. So what about you, Fro? Did you like it? Can you tell me that? Uh, let's let's talk about it next week when Tilly's on. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Don't want to I spoil mean, anything. No, no, it's not spoiled if you liked it or not, but I guess that's uh, cool. Uh, have I watched a movie? Uh, I have a feeling I have. Uh, yes, I watched uh, Ed Wood. Uh, I, hadn't, I haven't seen that since it came out in 94? Yes, 94. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. I would say 94 um, It's all right. Yeah. I, I never thought that was a great movie. I know people enjoyed it, but what do you think, Fro? Yeah, it, it's it's a little overrated, uh, to be uh, to be honest. It's it's not uh, one of Tim Burton's uh, big movies. I, I think it's kind of no, definitely uh, not. Yeah, I think it's silly that that people talk so much about that movie. Because it's not amazing in in, in 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 any way, shape, or form. So right, I think I'm, people I'm, just, I think people just like to reference it because they like to reference Ed Wood, and they, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, Ed Wood is one of my my uh, favorite and not favorite directors of all, all time. I mean, there there's there's things that uh, I I really. Loved it, and I, I am. I think I think uh, there's movies that are, are are more important than this. Uh, other than that, I uh, haven't watched a whole lot of things. Uh, I uh, haven't had the time actually. All right, so let's go into the trailer audio of our movie this week. What is the name of the movie this week, Fro? It's Possum Shares. Hey, is that Chris Brack? Yep, and the robot from Short Circuit. Oh, hello. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Hey, I know her. Did that robot just pull, like where did that hand just come out of on that robot? <laughs> <laughs> She's impressed. <laughs> 
Update. Ooh la la. Look, it's the opening scene from The Shining. This can't turn out badly at all. So, why did you give up your life on This movie must turn out in a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's robots. We boarded the Avalon with the that destination. That looks a little like the, the that's the fly from Firefly. That that's what I was thinking too, but I didn't want to say it because I didn't know well enough. But, but it ago, looks very similar. Everything changed. It does. So the ship is empty. Oh, it isn't. It looks like a really nice hotel. They were like, we're designing a spacecraft. We better design it like a, a Hilton. How 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 incredible is it that the most cute, beautiful people in the world is on the same spaceship? That's what I'm thinking of. See, the backstory of this is they're going to find Matt Damon on Mars. <laughs> That's the part we didn't know about yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> this is the sequel to the box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, this Christmas. That's and the sun. I'm pretty sure if you were that close to the sun, you'd already be dead. But like, maybe it's a really nice spaceship. Yeah, yeah, black hole sun. It's awesome. Take away my hair. She's really sweaty in that scene, everybody. So if you're looking for sweaty J Jennifer Lawrence in your movie, you got. There's something I have to tell you. I am just looking for Jennifer Lawrence in my movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we woke up early. Passengers. Without the line on the E's. <laughs> So, uh, yep. this is made by a Norwegian director called uh, Morten Tildum. And it's his first American movie. What is it about? So, on a routine journey through space to a new home, two passengers sleeping in suspended animation are awakened 90 years too early when their ship malfunctions. Uh... And this got a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, so that's right, but a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, that's a it also, strange. And it has an audience score of 70%. So. That is really weird, isn't it? It is. I think I might have an explanation for that, but you want to go, when you want to do your review first, Fro? No, I want to hear the explanation. Well, I got mine from the Facebook, of course. I went to the Passengers okay. Facebook page, and there was a lot of talk um, about Jennifer Lawrence on the Facebook okay. page for certain reasons, and that might be why the Rotten Tomato score is lower, but somebody named Jody Helland said, this movie is a good example of why actors should have something in their contract that forbids them from discussing politics. Hmm? No matter which side of the aisle you're on, the country is so evenly divided that anything we say will piss off 50% of your potential audience. When the young woman in this movie, uh, obviously um, referring to Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, started spouting off about in how... This movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I saw a lot more people than that in it. Uh, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. In the trailer, even. But... Uh, when the young woman in this movie started spouting off about how terrible President Trump 
and his followers were. What? <laughs> he basically told half the potential audience uh, to F off. Real smart. I don't funny. I know quite a few people who have refused to see this movie strictly for that reason. Wow. And there was tons of this on the Facebook page. That was one of the cleaner oh. ones that didn't have any racism or like calling her some type of uh, derogatory term uh, in it. So that was one of the cleaner ones on their Facebook page. But a lot of people hating on this because Jennifer Lawrence, I guess, at some point came out and talked against Donald Trump, which I don't know about, but apparently happened. Okay. I have a half-star review from Edward D. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Passengers is the last offering from Hollywood faves Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. It's pretty obvious the studio only made this film to profit the big star names. It's a nutshell this film is about two white people who wake up early and need, uh, and need to be in hibernation before reaching a new planet and starting a new life. In the process, they fall in love. The, the, the film is slow, the film is sloppy, and, uh, and ca it can never decide if it wants to be, uh, does it want to be an epic romance uh, movie, or a love thriller, a science fiction thriller, clocking in at two hours with no real climax. Passenger was made as an Oscar bait, and it's unapologetic uh, ob obvious. Skip the corny dialogue and wait till it's uh, streaming on Netflix. With a budget of 115 million, Hollywood was really banking on this, and it went all so wrong. So, half star from Edward. Yeah, I was looking forward to this movie, and all these people are saying that uh, that was terrible. So, uh, not looking forward to it now, but I probably will see it. So, still see it, but uh, yeah, and I have to good. watch it. I have to watch it because the director is Norwegian, right? Uh, yeah. Who knows why it's bad? But it sounds like what a lot of people, at least from what I'm reading, is that the story is specifically what people didn't like. So. Yeah, we will see what happens with this one. I was looking forward to it, like I said, so uh, a little bit disappointed to see this. But so yeah, moving on to Shut Eye. Let's do yeah. episode three through ten. The best new show of the no, I'm just joking. I can't, I can't say that with a straight voice. Uh, I yeah, like ending was... though. This show, I was like really... ending. Yeah, the ending was good. Uh, we'll get to that, obviously. But uh, this this uh, show was very ho-hum, uh, especially the next episode, episode three. Basically, oh, nothing happened worse. in the whole episode. It was the most boring yeah. episode ever. Um, I have that down. What, uh, all I've written about episode three was, why was this episode here? <laughs> that's, that's the thing I have about episode three. No right, joke. We're basically just meeting our characters and setting up some storyline stuff, but yeah. uh, it was a whole episode that was it was just very boring because nothing happened. Uh, and then in episode four, uh, Emma dies, who was the love interest of the son, Nick, 
she dies in a very interesting way. Why don't you tell us how she dies, bro? I don't remember. How did she die? Uh, from the yep. drug. Oh, yes! Yes, Uncle. yes! Uh, uh, so... Uh, that is this uh, leader of the... Um, uh, what you call uh, the 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 father is the leader of the mafia. Can you call it that? Uh, no, you're not thinking of the right person. The girl who dies in the in the fourth episode is a y- yes. young girl who dies in Charlie's house. I know, but wasn't her father? She's not the father. No, her father's a lawyer, and her mother's a lawyer. Yeah. She even says that. Because in the show. I. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that she was the daughter of the big mafia boss. Well, you were incredibly that... wrong. Okay, because I was thinking that because of... Are you of thinking she's the... the daughter of Fonzo, or are you thinking she's yes, the daughter Fonzo. of Eduardo? Oh, Fonzo. Well, Fonzo's daughter is the one that gets married at the end of the series, which is right. a totally different girl, okay, because she's not dead. So I'm not sure why, how you made why... that. Do you know why I thought that? Because it's Enzo that actually kills. It's Enzo that actually kills uh, her. Because uh, I thought he was giving uh, the son the love portion, right? You are so incredibly confused by what I have no idea what what you're talking about. Okay, because none of what you're saying happened in this show. <laughs> Do you remember Fonzo? Fonzo <laughs> you remember? did not kill this yes. girl. Do you remember the son going to the um, uh, big mafia uh, boss and asking for a love potion? Do you remember that? Yes, episode three. We already went past that. Yes. Okay. Do you remember that he gets a bag of something? I thought that was... Sorry? Oregano. They even say it's oregano later in in the show. I thought that that was the bag... That the girl ate or sniffed. So no, I thought it was he the bag was that... killing him because he was trying. He wanted to kill him because he was trying to get with his daughter. You must have been so confused by the entire rest of the show then, bro. I was super confused. Okay, I don't know how you made that mistake, but the bag <laughs> of stuff that she sniffed is from Gina. Really? G- yes, okay. Gina gave it gave it to Linda at the door in episode yeah. at the end of episode three, and uh, it was called. I don't know how you're forgetting this stuff. It's called wow. uh, scopolamine. <laughs> it's also known as hyosin or devil's breath, and okay. this is a real drug that really okay. exists. Uh, but anyways, yes. So uh, please stop. Important to the rest of the show. So I don't know why you're skipping over I this. Was but super co- I was so I was so, so fucking what did, confused. What did you think? Why did okay? I have no idea. Like, what did you think she she blew into the lady's face later in the show, where she blows it into Nadine's the oregano. Why would you see was like? Thinking- it- Oh my gosh, Fred. You must not have had any idea what was happening in this show the entire time. 
because this is like this is like this is like a main point for the rest of what happened in the entire show. Like you can't have proof what happened in the rest of the show. I was so fucking pissed you pissed off the show. I was like, what? I feel like why 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 like are doing like two or three other things at the time and you don't actually pay attention to it you just think you're you just no. have it in the background you're like oh i watched it it's good it's just kind of I, like I actually, no, somehow merged my brain with about without me having to pay attention i don't that's not how it works though, but <laughs> i, I guess i'm gonna go through this uh, and just talk about it and fro will uh, chime in when he has something to say uh, the, the the worst thing is that I stepped out and watched the whole thing. And I, I said I said here, okay, because when they go and bury this girl in the forest, uh, the wife and uh, the lesbian lover. It, I was so, of the of the next episode, episode five. Yes, I was so confused because I was like. Why would the lesbian lover be so concerned about what she got into the the, the girl? It's not like she poisoned her. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Okay. Bro had no idea what was happening. This show the entire time is nope. what it comes down to because this is like a very like I. There's no way you could understand everything if you didn't know that 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 lady killed the girl. So no. oh, whatever. I so, I, I, uh, I think. I'm so trying to move on, Fro. I get it. You didn't understand. We gotta let's move on here. We're just we're beating a dead horse at this point. So Charlie, uh, Emma dies. So she she thinks that this stuff is coke because it's like hidden in like a secret little area, uh, and she pulls it out. Which that was stupid of her. Obviously, she kind of does. I wouldn't say she deserved to die, but you know, it's kind of like if you just find random powder and snort it. You're kind of asking for yeah. trouble, right? Yeah, I agree. But do some research on this scopolamine. This is a real drug that really exists. And a lot of people say that this... Uh, okay, well, we'll get into it since Fro obviously had no idea this was happening in the show. <laughs> but later on in the show, <laughs> Gina blows this into uh, Nadine's face. And it causes Nadine to take all the money out of her bank account. And the reason that it is is because this drug causes you to be able to basically control the person. Um, really? And you can tell them whatever, the, whatever, and they'll do whatever you tell them to do. Uh, this that is you. It's, it's used in South America. The first time I've actually done research in, on this in the past, so I knew what it was when they were talking about it. I knew it was something that was real. Uh, the reason reason I had heard about it is. Uh, Sometime in the, I want to say mid to late 2000s, there was kind of a rash of uh, wrest, uh, pro wrestler deaths in uh, Mexico, Mexico City specifically. Okay. And there were these, it started with these two uh, mini wrestlers, you know, little, little wrestlers, uh, which mini wrestling, uh, midget wrestling is a lot bigger in uh, Mexico, obviously, than it is here. But they had been killed by two prostitutes who had drugged them with this. And prostitutes did, were using this on other people but they were using it on people that, of normal size so they these little people overdosed on it because the dose was too high for them and that's how they ended up dying but since then i've known about this so it's an it's an interesting drug that people really do use to like have people steal 
uh, they'll they'll use it to have people b- empty out their bank accounts and to give it to them. So th- really? interesting that this this is kind of based in fact. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, bef- I guess before we get to them doing that to Nadine, Charlie does this whole scam they had set up to scam Nadine by taking her money, the $1.7 million. And Charlie ends up not scamming Nadine because of his visions. Like, he basically, the vision where he uh, runs and jumps into the water and he's underneath the water. So, uh, kind of the I mean- basis of it. Each episode, at yeah. the beginning of each episode, he has a vision which shows him something that's going to be important to uh, what to the end of the episode. So that part of the writing I, I kind of did enjoy about the show. Yeah. The only thing is that we are probably su- supposed to uh, understand and, and feel that his change is gen- genuine and comes from a good place. But I, I don't feel that through the show. And that is something to do with his acting uh, more than the writing. Because the writing is pretty good. I, 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 I think the writing is pretty good. But he can't act what is, uh, uh, what is uh, written. So it comes out as kind of uh, yeah, over the top, and and I feel, I never feel for the guy. I I never feel like we 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 should feel or 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 have some some uh, yeah feelings for him at all. So it's kind of strange. Well, like I've said last week, he's a bad guy. So I I don't think we're supposed to one hundred percent feel like uh, that. Like. Uh, we're not going to feel like he's Hulk Hogan or anything in the 80s. But right. he uh, he does have a transformation from a good guy kind of – or a bad guy to somewhat of a good guy, maybe less – more in between good guy and bad guy. Because he never really goes full good guy in the show. Even at the yeah. end, he's scamming people. So let's say how it how it really is. He, you're never really supposed to feel like he's turning to that good side. So maybe that's what you were missing, Fro. But, but yeah. Charlie doesn't scam Nadine. He gives her back her money, uh, basically because of his visions, and he sees himself drowning and whatnot, which ends up in the, in that episode. Uh, somebody ends up drowning. Who ends up drowning in this episode? I don't even remember. But next kind of main plot point: Charlie gets sold to White Tony. Uh, there's the council. And White Tony gets two of uh, Fonzo's par- parlors. White Tony is the guy we saw in the second episode who had the commercials uh, on TV, uh, on YouTube, uh, which everybody was laughing at. But uh, I thought this was interesting that they, they basically treat uh, the way they treat, uh, I guess they call him Gage. Uh, basically, he's like a... A piece of meat or like an item to be traded to uh, between the family members. I thought that was interesting. Right. What do you think, bro? Yeah, I agree. There, I, I, I feel like here's some of the strongest, uh, both storyline and acting is in this storyline. I, I, I think this is the best storyline of them all. 
Okay. Uh, and I guess this Gage uh, or Gajo, which we've meant we mentioned in the past, uh, we didn't know what it was like. Uh, especially Tilly had said this isn't a real uh, right. gypsy word. It uh, and I I didn't have any information because the bunch of episodes that I had watched, uh, you I tried to spell it, but spelling Gajo or Gage, uh, that's not Into easy Google, to sound it's impossible. out. Yeah. Yep. I tried it a couple different ways, but I never found it. I just tried it a few times and never found it, so I didn't mention it. But uh, I got I saw some subtitle uh, subtitle on one of the episodes, so uh, it's spelled G A D J E or O. It can be either way, okay. but it's used as a disparaging term for somebody who's not Romney, is what it is. Really? So it's okay. yep, it's a real word. So this is just from a certain gypsy culture that we don't uh, know a lot about. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they use the word a lot in the show. So if it wasn't real, it would be pretty offensive. A lot. Uh, yeah. So they, but, uh, but that's what kind of the whole thing is trading, uh, kind of human beings, I guess, is cause they look at them as like a lower class or the gage are basically like animals to be, you know, like, you know, like giving a pig away, uh, to, to your bride, to your, uh, bride's, uh, family or something like that. You know what I mean? Because in this, mm-hmm. in this part is where we find out that White Tony's uh, son and uh, Fonzo's daughter are getting married, mm-hmm. and it's a what do you call it a re- prearranged marriage? Yes, and uh, I I I think these are the two best actors in the series. Uh, his daughter. I, I, I really think it's going to be something big in the future. No joke. Uh, I think, well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll mention it now. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't really take too much notice of her. I thought Ang- Angus Sampson, probably the best actor in the whole show. But uh, the one person I watched the show, and I'm actually, let's have you guess, Fro. Uh, Mm. Which uh, character in this do you think I would want a spin-off show of? Uh, uh, the mother of 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 the mafia boss. <laughs> Afonso? No. Yeah. I want a spin-off no. show of Ted. Yeah. I thought Ted was a really I... interesting character. Yeah, and I thought you could make a really, really interesting spin-off show if you just called I it agree. Ted, even or like, yeah. yeah. Um, Ted was this guy who basically we mentioned him in the last uh, last episode of uh, our show uh, in the episode two review. He's like a, I guess we call him Charlie's right hand man who kind of breaks into houses and does uh, some of his dirty work to get background and do things to make people believe they're cursed. Um, right. And he calls himself in the third per. He talks about himself in the third person all the time. Oh, it's funny. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Just a really interesting character, and it seems like uh, he seems like kind of like a dorky little kid. And then towards the end of the season, he's like breaking into safes using like really cool safe cracking equipment, like uh, kind of like James Bond style and things like that. You're like, wow, Ted could be a really interesting character for another show. But I mean, there's things in this that that are good. And don't get me wrong, when I I gave this a character and thinking like over it, it would not be on my worst 
shows of the year by any means. I just did not like the, uh, the acting of it. I think a lot of, of things that are, are written in this show is really, really, really good. And that's sad Bro, thing you about You didn't even know show. it was happening in the writing, so let's take that that's... into consideration. Uh, but, uh, I guess after this, in kind of the next episode, is when... Uh, Right oh, at the end oh, of this, the uh, I think it was episode seven, so no, episode six, Gina, uh, this is where Gina uh, blows the drugs into Nadine's face. Yes. And basically, Linda and Gina turn on Charlie because Charlie wouldn't uh, steal uh, Nadine's money. And so Linda's going to take off with Gina and take the money uh, because they think Charlie's just being a bitch, basically. But Charlie's having all these crazy hallucinations this whole time. And Charlie's been uh, going to the doctor. Uh, and and she's also... Nora. I, yeah, right. I, I think she's the best actor in this, actually. I really like... And the, we the get our scene where... The scene where Dr. Nora gives him mushrooms to try to fix yeah. his brain. I love that scene. That is the best acting he, he did in this series. I just love that. When he, he's so out of his mind. Uh, especially when he goes and, and, uh, on, on, on this bench outside. And, and the doctor has to look for him. I love that. All right. I, that was so the best scene of the whole, the whole uh, uh, season. I, or one of the best yeah. scenes is the... Scene where he's talking to the gardener, and the gardener is telling him all these super deep things about life. And <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is this guy is actually really cool." And then they zoom out, yeah. and he's not talking to the guy at all. He's just sitting on at a bench, all. watching a it's guy so plant flowers. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I don't know that really doesn't help him at all because he just kind of seems to get worse. But we find, I mean, we basically <laughs> find out in the show that he does have you know, premonitions because every episode he kind of get sees something that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and when I guess really uh, after Linda and Gina, it, like, like we said earlier, Gina has Nadine go into the bank using this drug and makes her st take her own money out of the bank and give it to Gina and Linda. But Gina basically splits out the back of the bank and leaves Linda there with Nadine Aww. all drugged up. And so Aww. Gina has double-crossed Linda, which we thought the whole thing, we even said this in episode one or two, I believe, that we thought the whole thing was going to be a double-cross, double-cross, where Charlie thinks Linda and him are double-crossing Fonzo, but yeah. it turns out that Linda and Gina are double-crossing Charlie as well. Which that kind of was what it looked like it was going to be, but it turns out Gina then ended up double crossing Linda in a triple cross. So that was kind of yeah. cool writing right there. Uh, but I agree. Gina goes back to her house to get her passport, and Fonzo is there, and it kind of cuts away, obviously. Mm -hmm. But later in at the end of the episode of this episode, we see Gina get Gina gets killed, and they Fonzo buries Gina in Charlie's backyard. I actually love that. And this is the this is the episode where Charlie has all the visions of um, being buried alive. Uh, yeah. And the roses, which were all going back to Emma being buried in the uh, forest. 
So, uh, they, and they I thought it was really cool that he, he puts it all together and that he goes back to the construction site where he saw the roses because he thinks that's where it is. And there's this kind of grave that has been dug by like a, you know, it's a construction site. So there's a hole that looks kind of like a grave, but it's just dug there. Right. And he's trying to find his son buried in it, but he's just interpreting his um, premonitions wrong. He's going to the wrong yes. place because he thinks his premonitions are telling him one thing, but he he's not 100 percent on what they're saying. That whole thing about it, like it's not like uh, premonitions we see in some shows where it's like showing you exactly what's going to happen. and Oh, we got to stop this. That never is like mm-hmm. in this show, which I enjoyed. So, yeah. There, there's something also said about I, I, I feel like. Uh, one of the things, like especially uh, I like with the main character storyline, is also how uh, how kind of can I call him kind of stupid? Because I mean he's having a lot of uh, of of um, flash forwards, if you can call him that. And I feel like not he's really. Also... I mean they're they're not flash forwards at all. They're more just images that relate to something that's going to happen in the future. That's why I call okay. them premonition. Right. And um and I I I I I also feel like his struggle against them is 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 uh really interesting in this show. Like how he struggles to 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 understand them and also that he tries to more or less fight against them. Wouldn't you say? Right. And we don't really, we never, I mean, um, we never, we never kind of get a resolution to that. Like no, at never. the end of the show, he's still got that. And we never right. get like, oh, he's got superpowers now that he can use because yeah. he's trained himself. Oh. This is not the, the uh, it's, it's not Ray where. Oh. At the beginning of the movie, you can barely, and by the end, she can. She's like uh, Superman could do all these amazing things. That's not wow. this. He, he, which that is more realistic to me, which I enjoy. But I, I agree. All right, our last episode, I guess, uh, we have the wedding uh, between Fonzo's <laughs> daughter and uh, White Tony's son, which of course is our arranged wedding, which. Um, I thought this was interesting that they put this as the last episode because, of course, kind of the most popular gypsy culture thing that you're going to see on television, at least, is, you know, Big Fat Gypsy Wedding, which is what we yeah. get at the end of the series is a, is a gypsy wedding. So I thought they obviously did that on purpose. Um, yes. What do you think about this whole arranged marriage concept, Fro? Which I, I mean, I guess I knew a little that uh, Romney did this, but from what I've seen, it's... Uh, only done in certain uh, gypsy tradition. I don't think it's so much a thing anymore, is it? Or at least as far as I know. No, I have no clue. Well, what do you think about arranged marriages to begin with? I guess we should just talk uh, about that. I, I am against it, of course. Uh, nobody should I'm against forced. it, but I think uh, if, you know, if the two parties agree to it, and yes. they're, it's part of their culture, and they both are like, oh, that's just how I grew up, and that's how it is. Uh, then, yeah, whatever. I'm not somebody who's going to go out and say, you can't do that to your kids because uh, it doesn't agree with my set of values. You know what I mean? Right. At, right, right. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, agree, uh, we agree on that point, but uh, uh, in the same, it's uh, like you see how much the daughter wants this. She doesn't want this at all. She doesn't want like, it at all. But you can tell right. she is very. The, they were trying to make a point in this that she has uh, been very westernized or she's very American, where she her grandma is constantly battling against her to be more. Uh, Rom, more of a proper Romney woman, you know what I mean? Right. Which that whole that whole storyline was interesting as well. At least to me, who who enjoys yeah. the that the whole culture battle between yes. uh, 2016, which in the end of the show is really what the show is all about, is yeah. the culture battle between because uh, I guess we'll get into this. The wedding happens, and uh, White Tony got the. Uh, magic trick from charlie so charlie is in the wedding now and i thought it was interesting they're talking about how the gage can't talk to any of the guests and if they want to be served food they have to have it served to them in the kitchen and all those things mm-hmm. um and uh charlie does the magic trick and it he basically trying to turn fonzo so he finds this dead body that fonzo had killed white tony's brother right or cousin something like that yeah white uh, and fonzo had hidden it away uh charlie found it and he puts it in the magic trick showing it to everybody and <laughs> he had already set up with eduardo that this you know wedding was going to happen and that eduardo was going to rob them so eduardo and all of his men show up and they rob all the whole wedding which these people are covered in bling they've just got diamonds and gold all over the place if you've ever seen any of these kind of weddings uh their whole their whole thing is to show off to the rest of the community you know what i mean so so the and charlie owed eduardo a ton of money uh so this is kind of his payback for to eduardo for losing all the money uh, uh that he lost and so Charlie kind of gets away. Uh, he takes off, obviously. So he gets away from Fonzo. And Fon- and then right here at the end, Fonzo goes into another room after all this chaos. And he takes this kind of ceremonial hammer that is his mother's. And he <laughs> smashes his mo- mother's head in. And we're like, what is going on? Yeah. This is, why is This is weird. But we knew Fonzo and his mother always kind of were at odds. You know what I mean? But Fonzo always was mm, respectful of his mother, I guess even though she tr- kind of treated him like crap. So he bashes her head in, and then he you know, keeps... Uh, oh, is that right? No, he bashes White Tony's head in, and she he yes. leaves his mother there with the hammer. Right, Fro? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm making sure you remember. Cause I, I remember it as Luke remembers it. <laughs> this part. <laughs> This is great. Um, and, of course, basically he's framing his mother. And so yeah. he takes off with his kids. And the whole thing is he's trying to get out from under his mother's uh, old that. old ways. He's tired of uh, his... He, he never wanted his daughter to get forced into marriage to begin with. And his mother is making him do it. And the only way for him to get out from under his mother is to get rid of her because she is... Uh, in in the in the community, she's above him, and it's always going to be that way until she's gone. So Fonzo gets rid of her. Charlie gets away, obviously, uh, because Fonzo's not going to chase after him after this. 
And uh, Rita gets arrested. And, of course, White Tony is dead. And right here at the very end, after we see Charlie get away, we go to a racing track. And yeah, and, uh, and I was Eduardo, like, what are we doing here? We don't need to see Eduardo again. Yeah, we're right at it. Everything's happened. It like, OK, we've set up for next season, like basically uh, whatever. And then we get Eduardo sitting at a racetrack and um Fonzo, I guess, oh, it's Fonzo sitting at a racetrack. So we're like, oh, Fonzo's now, it's probably later in time, and he's un- out from underneath his mother's thumb, and he's, he's just doing his thing. Yeah. And shows up, and so we basically, and uh, he and Eduardo just turns to Fonzo and says, all right, what's next? And they <laughs> cut to credit. I love that. So what did you think this signified from how you Yeah, they worked from- together. All together, right. they work together all the time. Yeah, they were. They've been working together since Eduardo first came to Charlie to yep. get a reading, is yep. what I think. And if, if you kind of go back and think about it, uh, yeah, the the whole thing was orchestrated by these two to get Eduardo got all the money, uh, yep. and and the reason he got all the money is because. Fonzo wanted him to help uh, get out from underneath Rita's finger. So uh, framing Rita and getting Eduardo the money at the same time, using Charlie the whole time without Charlie knowing it, basically. So that whole storyline is really interesting. I agree. And the person who really loses out at the end of this is Nick, because he just winds up with a dead (laughs) girlfriend and nothing to show for it. So, oh, I feel a little sorry for Nick at the end of this, but yeah, that was uh, that was the rest of Shut Eye. Uh, I would say if you I... like kind of sci-fi yeah. m- mystery things and you enjoy, I don't know, Romney culture, it might be worth checking out. It's not worth p- paying for uh, Hulu just for the show or anything, oh. and it's nothing special. Uh Let's do ratings. Uh, why don't you do yours first? What do you What do you give it out of ten, bro? Five. Yeah, I was gonna go a solid five too. It's right in the middle. It's nothing I say yeah. is. I'm not gonna go out and go. Oh, this is super, so horrible. Nobody watch this, or even say it's so bad you should watch it and laugh at it. And it's not something I'd say. Oh, go out of your way to see it either. So oh. very in the middle, but. Um, also entertaining. Now... I was yeah. en- I was entertained, and like you said at the beginning, fro the ending, it got it got me. I yeah. like in the second episode, I said, "Oh, I think at some point we're probably gonna get uh, Charlie using Eduardo, and Eduardo a battle between Eduardo and Fonzo is probably were yeah. gonna be towards the end of the episode." And it kind of turned out that sucks. way, but then right at the end, <laughs> it was the exact opposite. Yeah. And they totally swerved you. So the swerve was in, and it was kind of good. Can we say that we are going to follow a Hulu show in 2017? We are doing the past season two, aren't we? I have no idea. We'll have to see how it goes. Because if they release it all at once, then we probably won't do it. So No. If they release it all at once, we will not do the path. But if not... 
We will probably right. do we it will, because we're we gonna have, have to done. play that by ear. We don't even know what we're doing next, so let's worry one, about one thing at a time, bro. But uh, we yeah, have no clue what next, we're doing next. The next few weeks, we will be doing triple threat trivia at least for like the next three weeks. So that should be fun, uh, in place yeah. of anything, and then we'll figure out something from there. So uh, uh, after that, we yeah. will probably do the Oscar movies. We're gonna be doing that in another spot, but we'll, we will yeah. be doing that as soon as the Oscars. Uh, get the uh, nominations. nominations happen. We'll we'll start doing yeah. the Oscar stuff. So that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, it's in the docket of things to do. Uh, and I have a couple ideas for maybe shows in the future to do. I want to do something bad and something different. So we'll talk about that off air. But uh, let's round out the show. Um, you have any plugs? Yeah, audibletrial.com. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen if you want to go get a free book uh, free audible trial uh, and coming next week why don't you do that Fro we will talk news of the week as we do always we will do probably two episodes of Tele in Technicolor because she was supposed to tell us what she thought of Amanda Knox and next week what movie have you given her or uh, I, I don't know. Work? I was going to talk to her about it today, and she's not here, so we're going to have to figure that out. But okay. Yep, Tillian Technicolor next week. Uh, then we will talk about uh, is the moon landing hoax? And I know one third of uh, the people that are going to talk about that next week believes it is. That being me. <laughs> and we will do uh, Triple Threats Trivia. As we've done before, and we will do another digital uh, review of Why Him, the new Brian Cranston movie. So, okay. Happy. Yeah, that's next week. Happy, happy, happy new year, everybody. This yep. has been uh, a shorter see everybody episode. next year, I guess. Yep. It's been a shorter episode of another Digital Citizen, episode 64. That means that we are 65 next time, and 66 after that. Math. Strange. Math. <laughs> uh, Happy New Year, Luke. Uh, see you in 2017. Yep, you see have everybody in 2017. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy... Uh, end of the holidays uh, everybody yeah. de-stress yourself after the holidays and yeah you have, an, have you a new year's resolution and a new year's wish uh, no I don't do those okay I have a new year's resolution and a new year's wish I have a resolution that I will read uh, every news article Luke Prince, and only he will get that reference. And I wish that we will have a good year podcasting. So that's a good wish. Yep. That sounds yep. good to me. So from Norway and the United States of America, good. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs>